Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a great day out there. Tasty Tuesday, time to chow down. But chow down in respect to our fitness goals and what we're chasing after. And this is the age-old controversy battle debate between the ketogenic diet, going keto, or just a normal kind of uh, reducing calories, just normal kind of cutting diet, right? And so I'll add the uh, full name of the article in here, but this was taken off an article in this year, 2020, by Kezal et al. And this was out in the Czech Republic in Prague. And they were talking about the influence of cyclical ketogenic reduction diet versus a nutritionally balanced reduction diet for body composition, strength, and endurance performance in healthy young males. This is an RTC, randomized controlled trial. They took 25 people, randomized them 12 and 13 in each side. And basically what they did is these are college guys that they had had prior lifting experience and all that. And they totally randomized them. They said, hey... Half of you are going to do a keto diet where the days during the week for, again, this is for eight weeks. This is eight weeks for both groups. So for during the week, you're going to be strictly keto, five days, where your carb intake, right, is less than 30 grams per day. Very low. And then during the weekends, we're going to super load you up with carbs to kind of reset. So kind of make sure that the carb intake overall between both groups are actually fairly similar. Um, so super load you on the weekends and be extremely minimal. And that way, you know, we don't have any kind of poor effects from a over accumulation of ketone bodies at a chronic state. That way we can standardize that throughout the study. Whereas the control group, or I should say just the general reduction group, had a kind of more balanced diet which consisted of carbs for about 55%, fat for 30%, and proteins for about 15% of the food ingested. And as far as kind of calories go. Now, for these both groups, again, they're eight weeks, and both of them was calculated at to be at a 500 calorie deficit per day based on what the people's workload was, their movement, their body weight, all the other good stuff that we would typically do to calculate energy metabolic demands. So 500 kilocalorie, 500 calories cut out of diet per day, right? So averaging potentially about a pound per week. If we think about it, it takes about 3,500 calories per week to, or 3,500 calories to lose a pound. Now again, that's an oversimplification for sure. But these were athletes who were strength tested. So what actually happened in this study, right? So we had max strength testing of one rep max for bench press, of leg press, and lat pull down. Uh, then in addition to that, they did a bike endurance test for spirometry, so for oxygen consumption. And obviously looking at weight, fat-free mass, fat mass, um, water percentage and all that good stuff. So what happened at the end of this eight weeks 
after all this data was collected, right? Because we want to know, hey, which is better, depending on my different training goals. Well, the good news is, right, both of them decrease weight, right? They both drop the same number of calories, and so about the same amount of weight was dropped. Now, in the group that was a ketogenic diet, it dropped more lean body mass and water. So if you're just saying, hey, let me, let me get shredded for a bodybuilding physique competition, right? I want to lose water content. Hey, this is going to help a lot because, again, it makes sense. If we don't have the carbs, we don't have the glycogen storage. If we don't have the glycogen storage, we don't have the glycogen storage to, retor to retain water retention as well as with the creatine kinase as much. But then it also decreases the lean body mass, a.k.a. muscle. But... In the just reduction group, with having have a normal distribution, aka enough carbs in this situation, we did not reduce lean body mass at all for the strength training. Now, additional measures for the strength training, right? The strength training numbers were not affected throughout the, um, throughout the group that was a ketogenic diet. So that's good news. It's saying, hey, if you train this way to lose weight, you will not decrease strength if you continue to do a strength training program based on these exercises and movements. However, the case for this was that the other group actually still was able to increase the amount of weight that they could push, pull, whatever it was, for bench, flat pull down, and for leg press. So again, the group that was ketogenic did not improve at all. They maintained, which for some people is great, is what they want. Now, for the reduction diet or kind of the regular diet that was decreased, we saw a better increase for strength afterwards by the group that had that diet. Now, I would have loved for them to do a group with another control group without any kind of diet, normal diet, and see if that had a greater strength increase or not, but we don't really know that. Now, there was a slight change in respiratory performance where the respiratory exchange ratio, so how fast your body can kind of move that oxygen, right, in and out of the lungs, that actually had slightly decreased effects in the group, um, in the group for the ketones, for the ketogenic diet. And that makes sense, right? Your body, if you are more acidotic, you have more ketones, you have to use your breath you have to use energy from breathing to make your breath more alkaline to make your body more alkaline so if you're a little bit more acidic because you're combating the ketones less of your lung capacity can go to just breathing it has to go to hey i'm making my body more alkaline to use as a base buffer for the acidity in my system so that's my hypothesis why it doesn't affect it so interesting stuff. The good news is, right, both groups, if you have something that works better for your body, they can cut weight. Totally. The, the, uh, the group that had the ketone diet, they lost a little bit more muscle mass. They didn't gain as much strength, but they're able to maintain the strength that they had to start out with. But they kind of dumped off more water because those glycogen stores just aren't there. So it might give you an appearance of a slimmer look. Now, the group that had just a reduction diet of quote unquote normal ratios, they were able to have strength, actually increase the amount of strength that they had 
while still losing weight. So you're saying, hey, can I get stronger and kind of cut down a little bit, lose some weight still? This might be the method for you. So today it's not about picking a winning side. It's about picking your goal and picking a method that is consistent with your goal for what you want. So again, I'll post the name of the article in the description if you want to look it up to read through yourself and give your own kind of less biased review of it. All right, everybody. Moral of the story is train with purpose, train for a reason, and do things to augment that purpose and reason besides just in the weight room or hitting the intense intervals or go running for the hills, right? Let's create our lifestyle around our goals for whatever these goals are for ourselves in whatever realm, and let's make it happen. All right, y'all. Simply not easy.